Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, so that you may be able to withstand on that evil day, and having done everything, to stand firm. And now, Battle Ready with Father Dan Rehill. Good day. Welcome to Battle Ready. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, who in thy bitter passion didst become the most abject of men, a man of sorrows, I venerate thy sacred face, whereon once did shine the beauty and sweetness of the Godhead, but now it has become for me as if it were the face of a leper. Nevertheless, under those disfigured features, I recognize thy infinite love, and I am consumed with the desire to love thee and make thee loved by all men. The tears which well up abundantly in thy sacred eyes appear to me as so many precious pearls that I have to gather up in order to purchase the souls of poor sinners by means of their infinite value. O Jesus, whose adorable faith ravishes my heart, I implore thee to fix deep within me thy divine image and to set me on fire with thy love, that I may be found worthy to come to the contemplation of thy glorious face in heaven. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. So, <clears throat> today, you know, a lot of the world is celebrating Fat Tuesday, where there'll be a lot of uh, sins of gluttony happening all over the place. And, and also great sins of lust, because these celebrations have become uh, really a, a, an homage to the devil. And even the the garb that people wear is very satanic looking when you look at some of these uh, Mardi Gras celebrations and the, the down in Rio de Janeiro, the, the, you know, the same thing. So it's, it's that day. But it's also the day that we honor and celebrate the holy face of Jesus. The Tuesday, the day before Lent beginning is designated at the day where this devotion takes center stage. And so I wanted to bring you a little information about it, because it is uh, a beautiful devotion, also called the Golden Arrow. Maybe you've seen it under that title. So this it is an ancient Catholic practice rooted in the representation of the face of Christ, uh, which is said to have been left on the veil of uh, the Holy Woman, Veronica. And... An arch confraternity of the Holy Face was established in Tours, France in 1884, and uh, its members make reparation for the blasphemies hurled at Christ. Since St. Therese's devotion to the Holy Face has become known, uh, this devotion is now worldwide because of her. And it's interesting that it started in France. You know, France has many problems. Uh, just two weeks ago, uh, the uh, House of Parliament in France uh, overwhelmingly approved a measure to inscribe abortion as a guaranteed freedom in their constitution. That would be the first constitution in the world that guaranteed the freedom. Can you imagine the calling of freedom? The freedom of abortion. Uh, and this pledge uh, was also made by the president, Emmanuel Macron, that he would get this done. He alleges to be Catholic. Can you imagine? So right in the very birthplace of this devotion, uh, they're, uh, they're suffering at the hand of their own 
their own government and their own president to uh, inscribe that as a as a right in the Constitution. It's hard to believe, but there's so many hard to believe things happening. <coughs> I'm not really shocked anymore. I'm just uh, baffled by all of it. Our own First Lady Jill Biden uh, this past week came out with saying that you know there will be an Easter egg roll at the White House this year again, and she wants the children to decorate the eggs, but it is forbidden to put any Christian symbols on these eggs. There'll be no religious symbolism. There'll be no Jesus in the Easter egg roll. Uh, that's coming from our first lady who also uh, proposes that she is a Catholic. The fact of the matter is when these people uh, tell us they're Catholic, what they're really telling us is they're heretics. They are heretics. Macron, heretic. Biden, heretic. Pelosi, heretic. Newsom, heretic. What is a heretic? Very simply, it's someone who proposes to be Catholic but espouses uh, doctrines and beliefs that directly contradict the faith, as they all do. So they are bold-faced heretics. It doesn't mean we hate them. It means we pray for them. But we must call a spade a spade, and that's exactly what they are. They're heretics. And they're dragging their populations through the mud. They are scandalizing the faith and they are setting up camp for themselves in hell if they don't repent. So, so sad uh, it is that so many leaders are proposed to be Catholic but do everything they possibly can against our faith. So thus, such a good reason to have a devotion to the holy face of Jesus and make reparation for all the blasphemies and injustices that he suffered. Now, additionally, there was a very devout and pious nun named Sister Perina, and she died in 1945, so really not too long ago. And she was given uh, many visions from our Lord and our Lady uh, about uh, this, the insults that Jesus, Jesus suffered during his passion. So all the times he was slapped, spit upon, the betrayal kiss of Judas, uh, as well as now being dishonored in many ways in the Blessed Sacrament by neglect, sacrilege, and profanations. You know, uh, it, one can only imagine Jesus having some, his sacred heart would be so uh, easy to be wounded because to the one who loves the most is the most pain in being rejected. And so his poor sacred heart it must just be uh, reeling in, in pain from all the horrible ways he's neglected, abused, uh, lied about, um, just in so many, even in many, many, many of not just the Catholics, but all in the Christian denominations. I'm always surprised to hear of a Protestant church or a Baptist church that is actively uh, preaching and uh, speaking ill of the Catholic Church. You know, at what point in the, in the gospel did that ever happen? When did Jesus tell us to, to uh, malign uh, other Christian churches? And the fact is he didn't. He prayed, may they be one as we are one, Father. You know, he's looking for unity. The calling card of Satan is division. And so to those churches, to those denominations and congregations that are actively uh, 
dragging the Catholic Church through the mud uh, by telling lies about it. They tell their they tell their people, their congregations, that the Catholics all go to hell. I don't know where they get this nonsense. Well, probably from the devil himself, the father of lies. But um, you know that pains Jesus's heart and Our Lady's heart when they see that kind of thing going on. Uh, you know, as much as you can punch down the Catholic Church for all the sins and faults she has. She doesn't preach against other denominations. I've never heard a Catholic priest uh, badmouth another denomination. You know, we we tell them they don't have the fullness of the truth because they don't. But that's just a, a fact. We want them to have the fullness of the truth. We don't. We don't want anybody to to be excluded from our church. We want everyone to come in, but they must come in uh, and embrace uh, all the the beliefs that we hold. And therein lies the problem. So back to Sister Perina. She was given a medal on which uh, on one side bore a replica of the Holy Shroud and had the inscription in Latin, O Lord, in the light of thy countenance shine upon us. On the reverse side was a radiant host with the words in Latin uh, that would be translated into stay with us, O Lord. And after great difficulties, uh, this nun obtained permission to have the medal cast and distributed. And even the expense for the uh, making of this medal, uh, it was miraculously met when she found on her desk an envelope with the exact amount of the bill. It was about 11,200 lira back, you know, in the uh, 1950s. Uh, Now, Satan showed his rage at the medals by flinging them down and burning the pictures of the sacred face and beating the nun savagely. So she endured physical torments from the devil because of this medal. So that should tell you right there that uh, whenever he hates something so vehemently, uh, it means we probably should love it with the same amount of uh, fervor. Now, in 1940, when uh, the Second World War had the world in complete turmoil, Italy saw a very uh, wide distribution of the medal. Uh, It was given to soldiers and sailors and pilots uh, with this replica of the holy face uh, because it was already partially somewhat famous for its miracles and uh, spiritual favors for those who had a devotion to it. Now, in uh, Sister Prina said that in our Blessed Mother's own word, the medal is a weapon for defense, a shield for courage, and a token of love and mercy by which uh, our, her divine son wished to give the world during these troubled days of lust and hatred for God and his church. Well, guess what? Just 80 years later and, and nothing's changed. In fact, it's probably gotten worse. Um, she also said that there were devilish snares that have been set to rob the hearts of men and their faith while evil spreads the world over. She said, genuine apostles are few. A divine remedy to all these evils will be the adorable face of her son, Jesus. Now, you could Google the holy face image and print it out and put it on your little altar in your home and, uh, you know, uh, have a devotion uh, to the holy face right in your own house. She also said that whoever wears the medal 
and if possible, pays a visit to the Blessed Sacrament on Tuesday in a spirit of reparation for the outrages received by the holy face of our Blessed Savior during his Passion, and those bestowed on him every day in the Sacrament of his Divine Love, will be granted the gift of a strong faith and the grace to fly to his defense, conquering, if need be, all exterior and interior difficulties. Moreover, they are promised a happy death with special assistance of Christ himself. So I'm not sure if that's on any Tuesday or the two, just the Tuesday before uh, Ash Wednesday. But nonetheless, uh, at my church today at St. Catherine's in Columbia, we did have a mass, a votive mass of the holy face of Jesus. And, uh, and of course, he was worshipped in adoration for two hours this morning. Uh, what else does Our Lady say? Well, she says the very first medal of the holy face this is an Our Lady, I'm sorry, this is Sister Perina. The very first medal of the Holy Face was offered to uh, the Holy Father Pius Twelfth, And then the whole world became acquainted with this special object of holy favors and devotion. Uh, no soldier taken as a prisoner of war and to war the medal was ever executed. How about that? And our blessed Lord requested that a special feast be instituted to honor his Holy Face, on Shrove Tuesday, which is today, Pope St. Pius XII obeyed and had this day set aside to honor the Holy Face in 1958. Uh, sadly, devotion has uh, grown cold. Very few people even know about this devotion. So that's why I'm telling you about it today. Uh, there's also a chaplet, or sometimes they call it the crown, the crown of the Holy Face, and it's to honor the five wounds of uh, Jesus and to ask God uh, for the triumph of his holy church. Uh, so there's, you can pray that as well. All in all, I mean, a very wonderful devotion. I mean, why wouldn't you want to? I mean, that's what we all hope for, that in the next life we would be staring right into the face of Jesus and uh, having his radiant love pour into us through his his beautiful face. Uh, the Lord told uh, another nun, Sister Mary of St. Peter, he said to her, it is the express will of God that this devotion be established in every diocese, that it be most zealously propagated and granted a papal brief so that it will never perish. not sure if that ever happened. I mean, maybe Pius XII did it, but it seems like it's in the last maybe five decades, it seems to all but disappeared. So there are prayers of devotion to be said daily. Uh, Dear Lord, through the sorrowful and immaculate heart of Mary, I offer you these prayers in reparation for the sins which offend God the most in these modern times, the sins of blasphemy and the profanation of Sunday and your holy days of obligation. And then you say, one Our Father, one Hail Mary, one Glory Be. And the golden arrow prayer is this as follows. May the most holy, most sacred, most adorable, most incomprehensible and unutterable name of God be always praised, blessed, loved, adored, and glorified in heaven, on earth, and under the earth by all the creatures of God, and by the sacred heart of our Lord Jesus Christ, in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Amen.
So there you have it. There's also a litany of the Holy Face, and this was composed by Sister Mary of St. Peter as well. So you can go on your computer and find all that. Uh, in Dallas, Texas, there's a uh, confraternity of the Holy Face, uh, Monastery Chapel of the Discalced Carmelite Nuns. You can uh, pick up a manual from them if you so desire. Uh, I think it's a great little devotion. I, I, I know there's many we have in our church, but isn't that the beauty of the Catholic Church? It's so rich and full of so many ways to uh, to please our Lord and to make reparation for all of the injustices he suffers. And boy, I mean, I would imagine there's many more that we don't even know about. All right. So here we go. Lent begins tomorrow. So I have a little question for you. How many wasted or almost wasted Lents have you passed in your life? I know for me, I could say at least 22, probably more when I wasn't even really practicing my faith at all. Um, so, but, you know, our Lord, it's how you finish, not how you start, you know? So you're really, you know, you, did, you didn't do so great in the past. Fine. Confess that to our Lord. Be absolved of your sins and move on. Make this year your best year. Maybe your problem has been a lack of planning. Since most people like to wait uh, to get started you know, right on Ash Wednesday, they start thinking about it. Well, here you have a whole day in advance to think about what you should do for Lent. It might be more prudent to give your Lenten discipline some forethought, for, forethought before tomorrow. And this is where uh, the Blessed Mother can come in handy uh, because she wants us to have a great Lent as well. And what's the, I mean, think about this. What is the reward of Lent when you think about it? Uh, the ultimate reward of Lent is Jesus. We get Jesus. And, you know, we get Jesus every day if you go to Mass every day. We get Jesus every day in the Scriptures. We get Jesus every day by just turning to him and talking to him in prayer. But there's a spe there are special graces uh, during Holy Week and, and particularly on Easter that are reserved uh, for just those special days. And we want to really prepare ourselves in a special way for that very, the most Holy Week of the year. And, and that's what Lent is kind of all about. So, uh, as I mentioned, like we can turn to Our Lady. She can help us have, a, have ourselves a very Holy Lent. Because <laughs> like, if you think about it, mothers do a great deal in convincing and arranging and preparing for uh, the celebration of all sorts of events in the life of the family. You know, birthdays, holidays, holy days, uh, first sacraments, weddings, graduations, uh, vacations, all, all of these things, you know. The mom is usually the great planner of these things. Uh, it was just not too long ago when we celebrated uh, the Epiphany and the miracle at Cana. And there was some lack of planning on the part of the master of the house and his, um, I guess you could call him his sommelier, the one who provided the wine, because they didn't have enough wine. So who stepped in 
and noticed the need and, and got the, to obtain its fulfillment, it was, of course, Our Lady, Our Mother. So this year, I think it would be very wise to go to our, our Mother in Heaven, the Blessed Virgin Mary, and ask her to tell her son that, that we have no wine, perhaps, of true and perfect contrition. We have no wine of penance and fasting. We have no wine of prayer and contemplation. We have no wine of merciful deeds. We're running short on these things, um, maybe individually, but certainly as a human race. And then, you know, if we can start in a place of honesty, she will obtain for you the insight to settle your resolutions in all these areas and to help you keep them. And uh, she's a loving mother who wants no one to be left out of the celebration of Easter for lack of preparation, right? And you don't want to show up at Easter uh, as though it's any other day of the year. That would be a terrible thing to do. So here's some things we can do uh, to get ready. So there's a five-part rosary exercise you can do. So pray a decade of the rosary for the intentions of your prayer life during Lent. Um and then you pray a decade for the intentions of your life of penance during Lent. And you can spend a little time determining what you will do. Maybe it's eating less food. Uh, maybe it's uh, less time uh, relaxing or sleeping. Maybe it's less TV. That would always be a good one. Um, whatever that might be. And then you can pray a decade for the intentions of your works of mercy. Uh, what would that look like? Well, you can visit uh, the sick. You can visit shut-ins. Uh, some people go to the uh, to the prisons. I have a good friend in Boston named Eleanor. She does a lot of prison ministry and uh, really has an impact on changing those men's lives. And then uh, you can pray a decade for the souls in purgatory. That would always be a good thing. And your fifth decade could be for the grace of persevering in your resolutions. You know, asking Our Lady for help with all these things be a very, very good thing to do. Uh, I think uh, I think one of the best things you could do for Lent is uh, dive into the Gospels more deeply. You know, commit to reading all four Gospels during the Lenten season, and really, it's best to read. Uh, you know, large chunks of them at one time. If you if you cut them into t too small of bits and pieces, you can lose the overarching messages and themes that are all kind of bound in there together. You know, Mark is a very short gospel. You could read that whole thing in one sitting, you know, probably in less than an hour. That would be a good thing to do. Uh, so that would be uh, a great thing to do for Lent, is to read all of the gospels. And then you want to have more of Jesus during Lent. So that could mean maybe going to Mass during the, the week as well, maybe one or two days uh, in, the, in the middle of the, the work week, or perhaps going to adoration. You know, if you, if you already go one day a week, maybe go two. Um, and, you know, the, the whole purpose of Lent is to empty ourselves from the cares of this world and to embrace 
Jesus on the cross. You know, we can echo St. Paul when he said, I've decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Uh, that would be a great thing to do. We, you know, mo most churches do the stations of the cross during Lent, you know, and that's another way to get close to Jesus in his passion. Uh, there's also, I believe, I'm pretty sure, a plenary indulgence if you, if you walk the stations during the stations of the cross. If you sit in the pew, it's only a partial. So if you can get up and walk around the church while they do the stations, you can get a whole uh, plenary indulgence, which means you can get uh, somebody out of purgatory if you follow the normal conditions for indulgences. And wouldn't that be great? You know? Uh, yeah, that also has got to be so pleasing to our Lord and Lady that we would be uh, working to help those poor souls because they can't pray for themselves. So it'd be a very good and noble thing to do uh, during Lent as well. All right, so tomorrow we will be diving in. Tomorrow I've got uh, several Masses to say, but I will be on the air at 9 o'clock Central Time tomorrow to kick off our Lenten season. May Almighty God bless you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is Father Dan signing off. Thank you so much for listening to the Radio Maria podcasts. It's thanks to listeners like you who donate that enable us to continue delivering quality content to listeners around the world. If you'd like to contribute and help us keep spreading the message of Our Lady's Son, please consider making a donation. You can reach us at 888-408-0201 or simply visit our donations tab on our website at radiomaria.us. Your generosity truly makes a difference. This has been a Radio Maria production.